0: what's the point of blogging if you're not being found on Google? Okay. I am obviously a blogging stan, so I could go on and on about the benefits of blogging beyond SEO, but the truth is SEO is probably the biggest one. It would definitely be in the top two reasons, but honestly, it probably is the reason that you have blogging on your to-do list or making time to blog regularly, right? You want to be found on Google That's kind of the whole point, but today we're going to talk about how do we know if our time is paying off? How do we know if our blog posts are ranking on Google and what are we supposed to do if we can clearly see that they are not ranking? I cover everything you need to know about blogging for SEO in my blogging for bingeable brands, mini course, which you can get 20% off with code podcast20. The link will be in the show notes. It's just the slash bbb for blogging for bingeable brands. I cover this and so much more in detail, but today I want to talk about four ways to make your blog posts more findable and how to keep track whether or not they're ranking at all. If you're spending literally any amount of time or money on your blog posts or SEO, this is a must listen. So let's get into it. You're listening to The Kara Report and we are a content marketing agency dedicated to empowering women to market their businesses in a way that creates lasting change. I could not be more thrilled that you're here. I'm Kara and each week I'm sharing what I see real women in business doing behind the scenes to move the needle and make a bigger impact in their business. Trust me, it's not what you're scrolling past on Instagram. Ready to do the work? Me too. Let's get into it. Okay. The craziest thing has happened this last month. I have started working with two new clients who had been blogging regularly before they hired me. One of them has even hired a professional blogger before. And when I checked their most recent 10 to 20 posts, not a single one of them had been indexed. So literally their time and money was being almost completely wasted, assuming SEO is the goal, which we are going to assume for this episode, because I know for most of you it is. Today, we're going to talk about why their posts weren't ranking and what we can do about it, because it is a mix of making sure your blog posts are findable for Google, and then also doing the work to track and make sure that you are noticing these things and actually looking at the data versus sometimes I think as business owners and busy business owners, nonetheless, we kind of have limited time. So with our marketing time, we just focus on creating more and more and more, even though we know that's not what we should be doing. So anyway, I'm going to share four specific ways to make your blog post more findable and just get into a system where you're looking at these numbers. It doesn't take long. Before I dive into the four things, I want to say, get on Google Search Console. I can't tell you how many times we are only hearing about Google Analytics. When GA4 came out, that was like all anyone was talking about. And Google Search Console always feels like the little brother, the less important. Like when you start a website, everyone's like, get Google Analytics. And I never see people talking about Google Search Console anywhere And it is the most valuable free SEO kind of resource we have at our disposal. And it's so easy to set up, uh, slightly more difficult than Google analytics, I should say, but it really is like a one-time set it and forget it. And it just keeps tracking data for you and important data. So let me just say this, even if you're DIYing your blog posts, you are still investing in it. Okay, it's still an investment of your time, even if you're not spending any money on it. And you do want to look at this data. When you're in Google Search Console, I like to look at my overall impressions, overall clicks. I like to look at the click through rate, the CTR of individual keywords and posts. And of course, my top ranking keywords and top ranking pages. Literally, all of that is sitting. Inside Google Search Console, a free resource for you. If you are looking for more robust analytics, you can invest in something like UberSuggest. I think the basic plan is like twenty nine dollars a month or something like that. Or if you want to go even further, consider something like Semrush or Ahrefs, which can really get very nuanced when it comes to tracking your data. But the same way we think of something like Pinterest. The amount of outbound link clicks Pinterest says you get, and the amount of outbound link clicks your Google Analytics says you get are sometimes slightly different, right? So I always like to go straight to the source. And in this case, straight to the source is Google Search Console. This is going to be in the show notes. In case you don't know, I blog every single episode because I do practice what I preach. But just to recap what I think you should track, it's overall impressions, overall clicks top-ranking keywords, top-ranking pages, and click-through rate of individual keywords and pages. But as I say that, I also just want to share my thoughts on data tracking. And the short version is, unless you're actually using the data, don't spend a lot of time on it. And I consider tracking just those five things, not a lot of time on it. And I do think you need to use this data. I'm just saying, If you look up like how to track statistics on your blog posts or something like that, there's likely a ton of things that you can track. But ultimately I find sometimes people go so overboard with tracking because it makes you feel like you're being productive. But the truth is, I'm so sorry to say you're not actually being productive unless you're constantly using all the data you're tracking to make changes into your marketing strategy. Okay. So stick to those things. Now let's talk about how to make sure you're being found. Every single time I write a blog post, I take the new URL, I paste it into Google search console and it will say like URL not found. Obviously I just hit publish a minute ago and I hit request indexing. That little boost gets your blog post immediately on Google's radar. doesn't mean it'll happen the same day or anything, but at least Google becomes aware of it Immediately versus just kind of stumbling upon it the next time Google finds your website. So if your goal is to write blog posts that get found on Google, definitely add this to your blogging workflow. Then at the end of the month, I'll go back to Google Search Console. I'll try searching those URLs again and make sure that I get the shiny green check mark that says URL is on Google. And then I can kind of check that off my list. I know that I've done it. But here's the thing, and this is kind of the point of the episode. What if it still says URL not indexed? If it says URL not indexed, I will scan below and then you can see if Google has, one, just not found the post yet, in which case I would just say request indexing again, or two, sometimes it will say discovered but not indexed. Neither of those are great because the only great answer is URL is on Google, but if Google has discovered your content and not indexed it, that means that we need to likely make some improvements, which again, four things we're going to talk about that you can do to make sure that more people can find your blog post on Google. So one, add more content. Okay. This is not the easiest, shiniest, sexiest thing to recommend, but the truth is if Google is not ranking you. More headings, a longer word count might be required. So for something like, let's say you're like a watercolor dog portrait artist, okay? I have to imagine that is not a very competitive keyword. You're going to be able to get away with a shorter word count for blog posts than somebody who is like an online business coach will need to write, okay? If you're in marketing or business, you're likely going to need larger Word counts in order to get your blog post to rank. It just is what it is. The more competitive, the more words or value you're going to need to bring. So if you're finding that your blog posts are discovered and not ranked, I usually like to start there, even though it's not the easiest one. Okay. The next three are easier. So step number two, add more internal links. Google loves to be a resource for people, right? It wants to make sure that when you sign on to Google, you're looking for something, it's connecting you with the best answer. And when you think about yourself as a user, what is the best answer for me? It's like, if I'm Googling, I don't know, I have a two-year-old right now. So if I'm Googling like dinosaur, two-year-old birthday party ideas, what is the best answer for me? Maybe it's like a mommy blog. That's like, Hey, here's exactly how to plan a two-year-old's birthday or these are themes you might want for your two-year-old's birthday. Then when I'm on that page, it's saying, Hey, has your two-year-old hit these milestones yet? Best snacks for two-year-olds. It's reminding me of other content on the website that they've already created. That is highly interesting to me, right? I'm going to be poking around their website. So if you want to increase the value of your blog post, sometimes it is as simple as, linking to more of your content. Like if somebody's interested in XYZ, they're likely also going to be interested in these posts and it can be linked throughout your blog posts. Like sometimes it's like three ways to plan your wedding and point one is create a budget. And then you have a whole post on creating a wedding budget linked to it right in the post. And sometimes it can just be like the formatting of your website. So Maybe at the very end, it's like, Hey, want to check out these three other posts? Want to do this? Get my free resource, et cetera. Like how can you truly become a resource? One of the ways is to add more internal links and Google. I mean, you don't want to be spammy and over the top with it, but in general, Google will appreciate this three consider adding video or podcast audio to your blog post. This is maybe more of a commitment, but if you're creating this kind of content anyway, It can be a really good idea because it increases page time. So the amount of time somebody is spending on your blog post will increase if they're listening to a podcast audio or watching a video. The video could be like if I was turning this podcast into a blog post, which I definitely will do. I don't know if I'm going to add a video, but if I do add a video, I could add it of me going through all the four things I'm going to share today or i could include like a 2 minute video on how to get google search console to find your stuff and like literally walk you through the process that i verbally explained earlier in this episode of like type url hit request indexing right it could just be like a 30 second even video that i could embed into the blog post to make it more valuable and then number 4 i would update the meta title and meta description so One of the things I mentioned for tracking is to look at the click-through rate on individual posts and keywords. So when you sign on to Google search console, it gives you an overall number and it's like total impressions, total clicks, click-through rate. I don't specifically care about that click-through rate because to me, I'm going to use my wedding planning business as an example If my click-through rate is 0.5%, but then I find that I'm being found a lot for keywords that are like wedding planning in Florida, and we don't plan weddings in Florida, then I don't particularly care that I was found for that post, and I definitely don't care if people are clicking on it. That being said, when you keep scrolling on Google Search Console, you see the individual keywords. And if one of those keywords is destination wedding planning for Canadians and my click through rate is 0.5%, well, that's exactly what we do. So I definitely care that that click through rate is low. So that's what I mean about that. Now, what do we do if that click through rate is low? I like to update the meta title and meta description. So this is kind of tricky because Google will not always take your suggestion as sometimes it will create a meta title or meta description for you. But in WordPress or in ShowIt or in whatever Squarespace, whatever platform you're using, you usually have the option to create a meta title and meta description. If nobody is clicking on your listing, we'll say listing kind of like a shop listing, right? Uh, It means that that is not enticing enough. So how can you make the meta description more enticing? If it's something that's really vague, like let's use Instagram marketing tips as an example. If your meta title is like Instagram marketing tips for bloggers or something, and then the meta description is something like, I don't know, the same thing, Instagram marketing tips for bloggers, that is going to be so much less enticing than a meta title. And of course, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. The meta title and meta description should be accurate as to what you're sharing in the blog post. But a meta title that is like Instagram marketing tips for bloggers that grew our link clicks 840% or a meta description that's like 17 unique Instagram marketing strategies for bloggers you haven't heard before that are working extremely well in 2024. Like what are you more likely to click on? If you aren't getting a very high click-through rate, I would look there. So those are the four. Just to recap, if you're finding your blog posts are not getting found on Google Now you know how to double check. And like I said, I like to check this once a month. It really depends how often you're blogging. If you're just blogging once a month, maybe you check every quarter or something, add this into your ClickUp or Asana so you actually remember to do it. But once you figure out how to make sure your blog posts are getting found on Google, which now you know, if you're finding that they are getting discovered and not indexed, one, go in, add more content. Two, update the post with more internal links and become a better resource for people. Three, add video or podcast audio or something to increase the page time. And then four, update the meta title and meta description. I want to close out this episode by also just saying, and again, this is like something that I kind of hate when people say, but I do think it's important. Google loves good content. So we aren't talking today necessarily about how to make your blog post better. The assumption with these tips is that your content is already good. When is the last time you've searched for something on Google and the page one spot one result was terrible, right? It just doesn't happen. And sometimes we kind of like race to throw up this like 200 word blog post. We spent like 15 minutes on it. And then we're like mad that it doesn't rank and we're like, but I followed SEO, but I got a green Yoast SEO score, which is like, honestly, I love a green Yoast SEO score, but the truth is it's an easy system to kind of rig. So it doesn't necessarily mean green Yoast is equal to page one on Google for your keyword. I mean, if your keyword is something like marketing, you could get a green Yoast SEO score for like a 300 word blog post. It doesn't mean you're going to rank. It just means you're following some of the best practices. So you do want a green Yoast SEO score, but that is not the only thing that you need. But my point with that, sorry, little tangent there, these tips really are centered around assuming your content is already good. So if you are doing this and then you're even doing these four tips that I've given you and Google keeps finding your blog posts and is listing them as discovered, but not indexing them, it's a pretty clear sign that Google doesn't think it's valuable. So look at that. How can you literally make it more valuable for the people that you want to find it? Okay. <laughs> that could definitely be its own podcast. Honestly, it could probably be its own series, but that's all I want to say about that today. And again, I cover this in so much detail in my mini course blogging for bingeable brands. It's like a three hour mini course that literally walks you through exactly what you need to do. I have an SEO first. First is an acronym for the five basically categories of what you need to do to get your blog post to be found on Google and actually convert for you and make more sales for you. It really is like the best thing that I've created and I'm not a course creator. My income really comes from my clients. I blog for clients. That's what I do. Like I love actually getting the work done. So I am not like a by my course kind of girl. I'm just not. I love, I love doing the work and I love getting the work done. I love getting the results for clients. I love working with like busy, successful business owners. It is, I honestly feel like my favorite thing to do. Like I love that I get to do this as a job, but I know that not everyone can afford to work with me. So I'm like, I so badly want to see you enjoy the results of a sustainable marketing strategy, which I believe blogging for SEO sits at the very center of. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I absolutely need this. Use code podcast 20 to get 20% off at the care slash BBB. And again, you'll find all that in the show notes. So thanks for listening to the end. As we wrap up today's report, I want to end with a big thank you for being a part of our community. I appreciate you being here. If today's conversation inspired you to take better action in your business, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. It makes a big difference, trust me. And if you're looking to dive deeper into blogging for SEO and getting your business found on Google, our Blogging for Bingeable Brands mini course might be just what you need to explode your brand's online impact. Head to thecarareport.com bbb For more details and use code podcast20 for 20% off as a thank you for listening until the end. Until next time, keep moving forward and we'll be right here to guide and support you.